0: It's your weekly family fun on the Mutual Audio Network with Saturday Story Circle.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences.
2: And now, Decoder Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvellous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hunts the most dangerous game of all, traitors, saboteurs, and criminals that would destroy our way of life. Aided by that fearless fighting female known only as the Flying Squirrel, he fights for freedom and justice, that all who would oppose him may feel the wrath of the Red Panda! This episode, The Darkness Beyond! Well,
0: Red Panda, nice to see you back in one piece. Major. That was good work in Tunisia, Lieutenant. The Allied Command Super Services has nothing but good things to say about your work.
1: It was quite an operation, and I only played a small role.
0: You don't need to be modest with me. The operation all but chased Rommel out of Africa. ACSS has been tap-dancing on my head for three days now, trying to get you transferred to their command. Oh, yes? Don't be coy. They were quite confident that you were keen on the transfer.
1: It's nothing personal, Major. I know your operations are considered vital to security on the home front, but I feel I ought to be doing more.
0: And why is that?
1: They murdered my wife, Major. Destroyed the life that I had. And the more comfortable I become in my role here... The
0: more guilty you feel about being left alive. It's not an uncommon reaction, Red Panda. And believe me, if there ever comes an opportunity for you to get a shot at Professor von Schlitz, I won't hesitate to loan you out to the Super Service again.
1: But Major...
0: The Prime Minister says no, John. The Red Panda is needed where he is. So he stays where he is. I'm sorry.
1: The Flying Squirrel has the situation in Toronto well in hand. The
0: Flying Squirrel is due to give birth any day now. Just how quickly afterwards do you expect her to resume swinging from rooftops? I've been working for months to try and find heroes to step into most of the major centres, and they're a pretty motley crew compared to what we lost when the home team was wiped out. I can't be auditioning new red pandas just now.
1: But after Kid is able to return to hero work...
0: If she wishes to at all. She's not military personnel, John. There's not much I can do to force her to become the Flying Squirrel again. I'm not suggesting that at all. She could be the Red Panda. And who exactly do you think we'd fool with that? Is the
1: charade really all that important? The Red Panda is a symbol. She understands that better than I do.
0: You're serious about this?
1: Never more so. She's been calling the plays for months. She taught me how to do this. She can certainly do it for herself.
0: You have a range of powers and enhanced abilities that she does not... You would really leave her on her own.
1: Perhaps you could find her a new flying squirrel. Were you trying to find that friend of hers, the the Grey Fox, for that very reason?
0: That was months ago. She didn't tell you about this. No. The Grey Fox is in a Japanese internment camp, John. The very people she fought to protect saw to that. You can say what you want about the idea, but punishing people for crimes they didn't commit based on their race is disgusting. And rounding them up and putting them into camps makes us too much like what we're fighting against. I found the Gray Fox. She had some very choice things to say about my offer to resume hero work for the government. This is why you've been working without a sidekick all this time. There
1: has to be a way. I I need to do this, Major.
0: When the Flying Squirrel is ready for duty, you and I will discuss this with her, together. And not a moment before. Am I making myself clear? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Deops, Oh, hello. We were just discussing you. "'Yes, he's back. He's right here, in fact. Did you need to speak to him?' "'I see. I see. I'll tell him. Thank you. "'Apparently there is a glowing green apparition of what appears to be otherworldly power floating over downtown.' It has been suggested that you get your metal fanny in gear, and that whatever you've done to switch your receiver off, would you kindly undo it? There were some colorful threats that followed that, but I shan't elaborate. Ah,
1: there's no place like home. Report. It's me.
3: Why are you on the telephone?
1: I didn't switch the radio unit off. It must have taken some damage.
3: All right, then. You're out of the doghouse on a provisional basis. You going to see the doctor fix that, or are you still avoiding her?
1: Squirrel, I'm at a payphone in a drugstore, and I feel distinctly like an idiot. Can we talk about this later? Or never?
3: You're a big chicken, you know that, Sparky?
1: Do you want to know about the unearthly glow, or don't you?
3: Tell me all about it, because I am simply dying to know.
1: This may seem like something of an unusual question, but you don't happen to know a voodoo priestess named Marie, do you? What? See, this is what I thought you might say.
3: No, Sparky, it's not that. I I know her. A little. We've met, but this was years ago. I guess I figured she... I don't know. The Nazis wiped out the Council of Mages and blew most of the magic off the face of the earth. I didn't know Marie was still out there.
1: Well, today she's less out there and more right here. She's on the rooftop of the Empire Bank, and she wants to talk to you.
3: Ah, uh, That's going to be tough if she won't come with you down to the drugstore.
1: She won't go anywhere with me. She could tell I was a robot at 30 paces.
3: Don't feel bad. She's spooky that way.
1: Yes, well, Maxwell Falcone never said anything about the Red Panda being a robot, so she wouldn't let me get near her. She wants to talk to the little girl in the squirrel suit.
3: The little girl wouldn't fit into two squirrel suits at the moment.
1: I know that, and you know that. What do I tell her?
3: I don't know this bird well, but I don't get the feeling that she'd knock on our door if it wasn't serious.
1: I'm inclined to agree.
3: So tell her as much of the truth as you need to, and get her into the downtown tomb. I'll meet you in the lair.
1: The lair? Is that a good idea?
3: Has that ever stopped us before?
1: It's an interesting point. One order of magic and
4: mayhem coming right up.
3: should really get out of here, Weston. I'll be fine.
4: Am I to understand that you'll be entertaining a voodoo priestess this evening?
3: You have objections?
4: I have objections to you even riding in these pneumatic terror tubes in your condition. To say nothing of this drafty lair. If you insist upon engaging in danger and daring do, I shall have no choice but to remain.
3: Remember the good old days when there was a no-butlers-allowed sign on the crime lab door?
4: Were these the same good old days before Mother Baxter descended upon the household like a biblical plague?
3: Are you protecting me or hiding from my mother?
4: Can't I do both?
3: You don't have a mask.
4: I do not require a mask. I have a shotgun.
3: A suit yourself. We've got incoming.
5: Well... Isn't that a remarkable thing? Hello, Marie. Enjoy the ride? Not in the least. But it is a wonder. The mechanical man will just be a moment. He said to mention it. But
3: perhaps to make your lucky relax. We don't do a lot of entertaining in the secret headquarters, Marie. But circumstances demand it. So I see. The cow doesn't really go with the maternity dress. Again, not usually a problem. You are just brimming with life. Aren't you, little girl? I like that. It's nicer
5: than big as a house. Very powerful this boy will be. And not just in ways you can expect. Are you saying it's a boy? I'm sorry. Did you not want to know?
4: I shall resist the urge to paint the nursery blue just yet, if it is all the same to you, ma'am.
5: Your lucky does not believe in my power.
4: He does not.
5: Then why does he fear me?
4: He does not.
5: Of course. Of
3: course. Does he make tea? I'm sorry. He was doing so well answering you himself. Yes, he does. Have him bring me some.
4: Of course, madam. When the Red Panda arrives...
5: The machine? Where is your real man, little girl? He was lost. On a mission. In August. I am sorry. So much has been taken from us. This mission I am on should never have fallen to me. But there's no one else. There you are, Tin Man. I thought I'd lost you in traffic.
3: Lay off, Marie. You wanted a face-to-face, and we've broken every rule in the book to make it happen. And just why is that, I wonder? There isn't a lot of magic left in the world, and most of it wants us dead. I was kind of hoping you'd be the exception that proves the rule. And you would be right. Though that doesn't mean that I won't get you killed. Nice. Sit down, if you like. Thank you.
5: I wonder if you're familiar with the realm of darkness that exists just beyond our own. Hamilton?
1: <laughs> That's cute.
5: <laughs> Thanks, I've been saving that one. Are you two quite finished?
1: I'm done if she's done.
5: There are as many layers to the universe as there are stars in the sky. I do not pretend to understand them all, but know that there is a plane of shadows which borders upon our own, a land of darkness and despair. It is home to creatures older than time itself. Vast entities that could swallow this world if ever they awoke from their ancient sleep. Oh, good. The problem is not quite so bad as all that. But it is bad enough. There are other creatures that dwell within the shadows. Monsters that are not as far removed from thoughts of conquest and glory as are the ancient ones. The barrier between the dimensions keeps them from this world. Except when it is breached from this side. This
3: is starting to have something of a familiar sheen to it. And so it should.
5: The worst of them rules over the shades as does a king upon the earth. And always he casts a greedy eye to this world. Seeking a fool to open the door for him with promise of power. He's called by many names. But most of them have the same meaning. The Destroyer.
1: The Destroyer? Wait, that death cult...
3: Yeah, I know this hockey puck. I drop-kicked him back through a dimensional gateway once. Yes, that is no small feat.
5: But do not look so pleased with yourself, little one. Had he finished taking
3: on flesh, you could have hit him with a tank and not moved him. Timing is everything. I've heard that. This, uh, destroyer, does he also pal around with some snake-faced lackeys called Draxites? They are his minions. And most deadly they are when in this world. Unless you open up with a brace of anti-magic bullets, yeah. So he's back for a fourth kick of the can, is he? No. Oh. He is nowhere. Oh. Wait.
5: Isn't that good? No. Why not? Because he cannot be nowhere. He is a being of pure energy. Of raw hate. He can be contained, but he cannot be destroyed.
1: So he is nowhere you would expect to find him, but he must be somewhere. Yes. Yes. So the problem is, where is he?
5: Your mechanical man is brighter than I expected. Most of them lack imagination. He's not exactly my mechanical man.
1: And I'm not sure there are enough of us for you to make generalizations like that about robots.
5: Dear heart, I was married to one once. I will make whatever I like.
4: When was this?
5: Four hundred years from now. What is
4: this? It is tea. Would you care for milk or sugar?
3: No, thank you. Just tea. So, I guess I don't quite follow what you'd like from us, Marie. We've had some luck dealing with a destroyer when he's here, but we've never had to look for him before. And today you do. Oh, good. I uh, don't know if you've noticed, Marie, but this isn't a bowling ball I'm lugging around in kind of an awkward spot. It is immaterial. The body cannot enter the Shadow Realm, only the life force. And the baby's life force is separate from mine? It is. What do I have to do?
1: I don't think you should do this alone.
3: Don't
5: worry. You're going with her, Tin Man.
1: But I am a machine.
5: Yes. Were you under the impression you had no soul?
1: Well, I assumed...
5: Look in my eyes. You feel love and hate and fear and all the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, do you not? I do. Your soul is bound to another who waits for you. What? Before you pepper me with questions I cannot answer. I don't pretend to understand the afterlife... I only know what I see. The good news is you have a soul, Tin Man. The bad news is it's time to put it in absolute peril.
4: This is absurd. You really expect them to march their spirits into hell itself to see if the devil is still there?
5: Your lucky has all his facts wrong. But he has an understanding of the stakes. But this is the only way to track the Destroyer's entry point into our world. And wherever he is, he must be stopped.
3: All right, let's just get this done.
4: You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com.
1: Squirrel? Squirrel! Kit, where are you?
3: Kit! Sparky! I, I know we're disembodied spirits in another dimension, but there are two little words running through my head, and they are secret and identity. What are you staring at?
1: You? I just... It's an unfamiliar sight. I, I wasn't expecting... Uh...
3: <laughs> the full costume or the svelte figure?
1: Both. Uh, either.
3: Marie said we would appear the way we perceive ourselves. Guess she wasn't kidding. <laughs> Come to think of it, I don't remember when I was quite this svelte. Guess in my mind, I'm still 21.
1: Uh, Would you like the list of jokes alphabetically or in the order in which they occurred to me?
3: Neither. Type them neatly, roll them up into a ball, and shove them in your power relays. Ouch. I'm not the only one who gave herself a facelift, you know. What? Am I... It's your own face. The John Archer face. No mask or anything.
1: You sound disappointed.
3: It's your ethereal projection. Where would you like? Is it me, or is this place better lit than a dimension of darkness ought to be? I mean, it's gloomy and all, but I was expecting worse.
1: Perhaps the darkness is metaphorical.
3: Perhaps.
1: Actually, it might not be that bad if that cloud would move off.
3: Uh, John?
1: That isn't a cloud, is it?
3: No. I'd say that it's more of a giant... Octopus thing? Floating miles up in the sky If it's as far off as it looks It must be the size of a city Or bigger
1: It looks to be... sleeping
3: Let's not wake it up
1: It takes quite a lot to give the screaming heebie-jeebies To a mechanical man standing in for a dead superhero Exactly that much, in fact Let's go Where? This way Why that way?
3: Because the Destroyer rules here like a king on the earth and There's a castle over there.
1: What? Squirrel, I could swear that wasn't there a moment ago.
3: Could be. Come on. Marie said our brains would process the things we find and interpret them in ways that we could understand. So maybe there wasn't a castle there at all, until my brain said that there was.
1: If this reality is that malleable, how do we know that's really where we want to go?
3: Okay, look around. I see rocks, I see twilight, I see gray fog, I see a giant floating cephalopod, and I see a castle. Where would you like to go?
1: The castle is lovely this time of year. Smart boy.
3: Brother, how long have we been climbing?
1: Would you believe that I am not certain? What? Apparently my soul does not have access to my internal chronometer.
3: Interesting.
1: It is to me. I'm still getting used to the idea of having one. You don't think this can be a trick, do you? An illusion?
3: No, I don't.
1: Why not? Isn't it the simplest explanation?
3: Maybe. But if Marie were pulling a fast one, she'd have tried something by now. And if she tried something, I'm reasonably confident that Weston would have blown her head off.
1: There is that. But still, she told me my soul is bound to another who waits for me.
3: What's wrong with that?
1: Nothing. Except it is exactly what I would have wanted to hear.
3: Which makes it impossible... It can't be true because it would make me happy?
1: Does that sound a little juvenile when you put it like that?
3: When you take into account the mountain of supporting evidence we're currently climbing, yeah, it does.
1: I'd never thought to see my wife again.
3: If that's how it works at all. I'm not in a big hurry to find out, and I don't think Gus would be at all put out about that. What's with you, Sparky? You seem a little grim at the prospect.
1: I was just thinking. She is waiting for me. I had better be prepared to give a good accounting of myself.
3: Oh, for Pete's sake. What? Is this about my little attempt to set you up with Dr. Anna? No. Well, it was just
1: a thought. That's not what I'm talking about, but while we're on the subject, stop doing that. Quiet. No, you wanted to talk about this. Let's talk about this. I said be quiet. If I'd have tried something like that, you'd have melted me down into slag. I said
3: shut up!
1: Squirrel? Yeah? You didn't have two guns on your belt a few seconds ago. No, I didn't. So where did those forty-fives come from?
3: I think I'm getting the hang of this place. And these babies are loaded with anti-magic bullets, Caripo. So come out from behind that rock while I'm still in a good mood.
1: All right, I just figured out you weren't talking to me.
3: Show yourself. Now. Do not shoot. Come out here.
6: I obey. That face, like a snake. A Draxite. No. No, not anymore. My name is Cathar of the Ophidian.
3: You look like a Draxite to me, Snakey Joe.
6: No. Draxites we were called as slaves. To him we do not name. Now we are free people. Why? Where is the Destroyer? Do not say that name here. Do not attract his eye, his fury. We are free. We have names. Families.
3: You live in the castle?
6: No. No. No cursed place. We left there when the master... We left there. Some went far. Some fought and died. Some settled down, grew crops. When the light began to return, built homes. Where is the destroyer? Ah, no!
3: Please! John, climb to the top of those rocks, would ya? I bet you can see Beppo's village from here. Right. No, please, you mustn't! You shut up now.
1: Yes, There's a valley about a half mile this way. There look to be a few dozen huts, some fields.
3: Good. Maybe we can get some answers there.
6: No! Please, my family! Where did your master go? Away! That is all I know. When was this? I do not understand the question. Marie said that time has little meaning here.
3: Must be why I'm losing my patience so fast. Let's go meet the family.
6: I beg of you. My mate is unwell. She could not bear this. Squirrel.
3: Oh, brother. Are we having a moment with a nice snake man?
1: What if we are?
3: Ah, nuts to this. You, look at me. Yes. Do you believe that I will shoot you dead if I have to? Yes. Good. We are going to the castle. You are going to take us there. And I am not going to ask you twice. Do you understand?
6: I understand. And I obey.
3: (laughs) Holy cats, will you look at this place?
1: Looks like it has been deserted for centuries.
3: Looks don't mean that much here.
6: Please, please. Cathar has brought you to this most cursed place. You must release me. This was the throne room of the Destroyer. Yes, yes, please. John, look at this.
1: Like the marks of some enormous claws or talons, carved right into the stone of the floor.
6: The master left those when he was taken... Taken. The portal ripped this great wall open. A swirling vortex of power was within. It pulled him from his throne, tore him across the chamber. He was the master of all, the all-powerful. We, we, we do not speak of it. But that day I heard him squeal in terror. He was swept through the portal and it closed behind him, leaving only that scar upon the rock. John? I'm on it. Please, I have done all that you have asked. Let me leave this place. Let me be free. I beg of you.
3: Go away. If I see you again on the way out, I will shoot you on general principles. Capiche? What? Go away. Yes,
6: I obey. I praise your mercy and obey.
1: Squirrel. What is it? Look, this scar on the rock... It is in the shape of a great seal covered with symbols.
3: Symbols? What kind of... Oh. Those symbols.
1: Yes. You recognize the swastika, of course. And that is an SS insignia.
3: I don't know this one.
1: That is the insignia of the Directorate of Secret Scientific Research and Execution. In many ways, it is the personal seal of Dr. Friedrich von Schlitz.
3: Von Schlitz has the Destroyer.
1: Yes, yes. And it does not seem to be a new development.
3: I don't understand any of this. John. John. You're... You're fading.
1: So are you. Squirrel, what is it? What's happening?
3: John! John! John!
1: I'm here. I'm... Back here.
3: The lair? What the...
4: Thank goodness. At last.
3: Weston, what is it? What's going... Holy smokes... Something's wrong. Something's...
6: Ow!
3: Oh, my gosh. What the heck was that?
4: I believe the medical term is contraction. And you've been having them for quite some time.
5: What? Your y- flunky made me bring you back early. Did you manage to
3: learn anything? We learned everything.
4: Madam, quickly, please.
3: The destroyer is gone, but he didn't go willingly. He was taken by the Nazis, by von Schlitz. Taken? No. It cannot be. It's the only explanation. What we saw was...
4: Katya Baxter Fenwick, if you do not get on your feet, and I mean this instant, I shall turn you over my knee, and don't you think for one moment that I won't do it. The Red Panda can deliver the report and show our guest out. What he cannot do is deliver this baby. Now move.
3: Weston, when this is over... Remind me to give you a raise
4: I have been meaning to do so, ma'am Take the library tube I shall head to the garage and bring the car around at once Lovely meeting you, Marie Except not really Red Panda?
1: Good night, Weston Best of luck, boss
4: Oh boy,
3: I think I'm really gonna hate this See ya
1: Well, Marie What does it all mean?
5: If the Nazis have taken the destroyer If they have subjugated him, made his power their own somehow? Yes. It means one simple thing, Tin Man. The end of everything. The end of us all.
2: And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theatre through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theatre brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheatre.com is your address to adventure!
1: The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 78, The Darkness Beyond, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Michael Booth, Peter Nickel, Hero Van Harten, Julie Tripp, Christopher Mott, and Clarissa De until next time for all of us here. Good night.